Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Don't Bowl There podcast. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Braden. And uh, it's just us two today, Braden. No guest. Just us two. Just right? us two. Just yeah. us two. It's um, very yeah. different, very di- One different atmosphere. From... Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all right, but like, yeah. we, we made things work and um, we just got to try our best. To... We're, we're in the stages now that no one actually wants to guest on the podcast that yeah. they listen to it. So. Obviously, everyone's listened to it and thought, no thanks. So. Mm. Which is fair enough. Can't blame them. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, we're very much digging into Roy and HG back page type episode. This one. Mm. It's all about sport. We're just big Most week. Of it, big yeah. week in sport. Yeah, massive so week. So we're gonna we're gonna dive in and use some pretty mediocre sport brains mm. to analyse it and some very average opinions. Mm. Yeah, but we'll try our best. Yep. We're not experts, but we'll we'll put what we have out there absolutely um, one way we, we always start the podcast is Braden with his with his news segment to start uh, off so. anyone can think of news if you but you do it the best oh, I don't know about that you do I'll, I'll start off with some news it's been a big week in news as well um, obviously the American election um, Donald Trump and Joe Biden going head to head and I think Joe Biden's just in front at the moment um, at the time of this recording um, but Donald Trump is threatening to sue people for, I don't know, for votes or some, something. It's, it's trying to sue for something which really reminded me of um, primary school days where <laughs> kids would take their ball and go home when they're losing. Yeah, you know, pick right. the ball up and just start walking out when they're, when they're losing. I actually, I actually watched his press conference yesterday when he said that he was adamant that the, uh, the country or the states that hadn't, that vote, sorry, the states that votes hadn't been counted yet like he had got their vote and mm. he was going to win this sort of electoral position. And then after he said that, he goes, yeah, I'm adamant that I'm going to win, but I'm still going to inquire an investigation into the voting because I feel as if it's corrupt. Yeah. And I think that's just an indicator of a... Of a that's all loser. Yeah, mm. I know. And Donald Trump is a primary school kid. Yeah, A very rich, is. fat primary school kid. Yeah, with a with a sort of bad tip <laughs> awful I actually saw one of the grossest something. I didn't realise I thought I'd be waking up this morning and then being new president I yeah, didn't I think, think it takes a few days yeah. for him to be counted and stuff <laughs> I feel like it, I saw I saw something on social media today saying that the um, US president electoral mm. is the longest run chase I've ever seen <laughs> so I, I giggled about right. that. No. I've seen lots of cricket yeah. Cricket analogies to the presidential debate, yeah. which is fair enough. Um, They're both lunatics. So yeah, bring yeah. back Obama. As if, as if they couldn't have someone better in the whole of America yeah. than those two. Just bring back Obama. Yeah, I reckon. He's had four years Rock. off. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> <no>. Good spell. <laughs> Coming out of retirement, I reckon. Getting up from fine like. Um, Baby Shark became YouTube's most viewed video. Uh, and I have a question for you. What's better, Baby Shark or Gangnam Style? Um, Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Yeah. yeah. I feel like... How, did you get the number on how many views actually were? Uh, oh, Baby Shark had like 7 billion. And 7 billion views? Yeah. yeah. And Gangnam Style had 3 point something billion. Okay. So it's a bit of a difference. I feel like at least 5 billion of those views... Were from Brooklyn Coots. Yeah. Considering yeah. she loves that video. She that shit. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, so a few weeks ago, we mentioned um, a few sayings that don't make sense. And um, my girlfriend happened to be listening on that. Um, or listening 
to the podcast, I should say. There's uh, one listener. That's good. Yeah, we got one. Yeah, so okay. That's positive. Yeah. Uh, and she was listening, and um, one of the sayings that I thought didn't make sense was head over heels. And she obviously seemed to have a, an issue with that and um, has explained it. Here's what she's got to say. <laughs> when you're falling head over heels, it makes sense because when you fall and you trip forward, your head goes over your feet and you, if you're rolling, your head is going head over heels. So that's how it makes sense. <laughs> what about in terms of love? Well, because if you're falling, you're falling fast and you're falling forward, head over heels. But you fall forward. Like you're falling for someone really hard, so you're falling forward, head over heels. But aren't your head over, isn't your head over your heels, like, all the time? <laughs> well, <laughs> your head's above your heels, yes, but when yeah. you're falling, like, and you're falling forward, it's going over your heels. Right. Does that make sense to you? Not really. Sorry, but... <laughs> it doesn't make sense to you guys? Because it made sense when I explained no, it to everyone else, except for you. <laughs> it's, no, it's nothing against you, Caitlin. I think you're just dealing with a pretty low level of intelligence here, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, it makes sense to me. It doesn't, so... yeah, that's good. It doesn't take a lot to get out of our heads, so... Mm. No, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still confused. What do you reckon? <laughs> Look, I see where she's coming from, but uh, but yeah, I'm still I'm still pretty confused. Just doesn't make much sense. We'll have to get Shane on as well as he was there for the for the original podcast as well. Um, uh, on that topic, yeah. um, obviously, state of origin uh, at time of recording was on last night, and mm. we'll we'll dig into into that a little bit deeper. But the um, the slogan, the main slogan for the advertisement of state of origin is rivalry without rivals. Rivalry without rivalry. Yeah, yeah. and I never, I just didn't get that either. (laughs) That was sort of something that doesn't make much sense. How can you have a rivalry without a rivalry? Yeah, well, exactly right. So, doesn't make much sense at all. I know there's a lot of things that don't make sense. (laughs) Um, In India, a kid broke a Guinness World Record um, for identifying. He was five years old, and he was um, he was able to identify fifty cartoon characters in one minute. And I saw the video for it. (laughs) Right, I saw the video and they had the cards face down and they'd flick the character, like, I guess, photos over yeah. and he'd just rattle them off. And I was like, that's pretty rapid. Bang, bang. So um, I actually have a bit of a um, challenge for you, Aaron, for a, oh. a don't bowl their unofficial world record. <laughs> um, uh, as listeners to the podcast may know, Aaron does love The Simpsons. Oh, God. And um, I've come up with a bit of a challenge for him. And if he can name... I think there's 60. I think I found 60. So we can name 60 Simpsons characters in two minutes. It's a don't roll down official board record. Wow. So you've got the photos. I've given you the photos. So you can see all of them at once. And I'll, I'll count Do down. Do you set a timer? Yeah, I'll set a timer. We'll record it. So we'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, um, <laughs> And it, let's see if I can, I can win an official world record. Wow. Yeah, back yourself. I'm, I'm going to yeah, do it. that's it. I'm gonna Two do minutes it. is a bit of time. Yeah. Two minutes. So it's 60, so that's 30, so 30 a minute. And then, yeah. basically one every oh, two yeah. seconds. So it's 63. So 63. There it is. Oh, you said 60? I've prepared myself for 60. Mm-hmm. Just at 63. Oh, I'll so I'll no, give you a bit of a look. I'll clutch this. Okay. Do I have to type it in? No, 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 no. Just name Just it. Just name it. Okay. Yeah, and I've got the answers here as well. 
and um, Oracorgi. So, uh, we'll Do put this like first name or, or full name. Well, just get the first names, <laughs> all right? And then, if they if they are known to have two names in The Simpsons, okay. um, then obviously you got to use both names. But oh, wow. um, bit nervous, huh? No, I'm confident. You're right. Good, it, yeah. good. Love to see it. Right, is Aaron? Is about to take on his official or unofficial Don't Bowl Air world record. There's the Simpsons characters, and there's a two-minute timer. Yeah. Got the answers in front of me. Got my pen. <laughs> All right, you click go when you're ready, mate. Okay, deep breaths. So two minutes, sixty characters. Yep, that's it. All right. Homer Simpson, Marge Simpson, Bart Simpson, Lisa Simpson, Maggie Simpson, Abe Simpson, um, oh, Mona Simpson, yeah. uh, Santa's Little Helper, Snowball, one or two, either one, Comic Book Guy, Ned Flanders, Maud Flanders, Rod and Todd Flanders, Professor Frank, Barney Gumble, Dr. Hibbert, Lionel Hutz, Reverend Lovejoy, Helen Lovejoy, Arpuna Hussapitapelon, um, <laughs> Mayor Quimby, um, Dr. Nick, Cletus, um, Brandine, most is like, please, um, Clancy Wiggum. Um, oh shit Principal Skinner Edna Krabappel um, Otis the bus driver um, Or Otis um, sorry, Otto Man Sorry Otto Man um, Groundskeeper Willie Nelson Martz Martin Prince Millhouse Van Houten Ralph Wiggum Itchy and Scratchy Kent Brockman Krusty the Clown Troy McClaw Duffman Rainier Wolfcastle Mr Burns Carl Lenny Wayland Smithers Sideshow Bob Oh god um, Oh the aliens oh, I'll come back to them One minute um, oh, Fat Tony, Selma and Patty, um, Luann v- Van Houten, um, oh God, what's Milhouse's dad? Um, uh, Hans Molman, um, <laughs> Crazy Cat Lady, Disco Stew, um, is it Eddie? Eddie the cop? Yeah. I don't know the other cop. Superintendent Chalmers, uh, Snake. Um, Mrs. Krabuffle. No, not Mrs. Krabuffle. Um, I can't remember. Can't remember the names. <laughs> Fifteen. How many do I have left? Four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, Mrs. Skinner. Agnes. Sk- Agnes Skinner. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Unlucky. Uh, yeah, look, I was pretty. I got off to a good start. But, really, uh, you're flying. Yeah, I, was, I was really confident in you. But, um, yeah, just couldn't clutch it in the end. Just that's didn't, it. Just didn't know one of the cops. The people and, that you missed, you got the, Rod and Todd mixed up. Oh, but but I would have given yeah, that. I would have paid that. You also got... Um, Did I get Kirk? I, I got Kirk Van Helton. No, you didn't. Didn't no, I? No, you didn't get him. Oh. You didn't get him. You didn't get the Jasper. Cop. Jasper Beardley. Oh, Jasper, yeah, yeah, that's right. You didn't get um, oh, Crazy Cat Lady. I've got a Crazy Cat Lady. You didn't get a name, but... Oh, do you need a name? <laughs> that's what... She's always been Crazy Cat Lady. Yeah, you didn't get Lou. Lou, that was it. Yeah, and the Lou. two aliens. Yeah, and the two aliens, Kang Kudos. Oh, anyway. Right. That's a good effort, but... So what's that? That's was 55 really... out of 60. Yeah, but it's not an unofficial Don't Bowl Air World Record, so... But it's a really good shout, and if anyone can do better, please let us know, and... Send in your videos, or if you have any other unofficial world records that you want us actually, to try, let us know and we can we can sort it out. So um, we've had our fun. 
Yeah. I, I failed um, to name all 60 characters, but I got... 63. But you did well. Was, was it 63? It was 63, oh, okay. so you did well. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's all right. Yeah. Um, I got, yeah, but good effort, just, just not a record-breaking effort. No, that's all right. Um, but as we said, this episode's very different. It's just me and Braden today, so, and it's been quite a strong week in sport. Big week. Bit happening, so mm. we're going to... We're going to delve in and we're going to put our analyst shoes on and we're going to, we're going to talk a lot about sport. Yeah. So uh, the first sort of first thing I want to bring up is the AFL Grand Final, mm. which was contested between Richmond and Geelong. Geelong. Mm. Uh, thoughts, Braden? Um, Anything that stood out to you? Well, obviously, it was Gary Ablett's last game and he's been a pretty good pretty good player over the years, I guess. He's, he's, he's done all right. Um, I think... It was as courageous as it was for him to, to play throughout the game. I don't think it was the right decision in terms of the team. Just, just he was effectively a player less. And I know it's easier, like, well, it's easier to do in NRL when you got, remember Cooper Cronk did it in the NRL grand final a couple of years ago, barely touched the ball. But AFL's, oh, I don't know what the right word is, but you need everyone on the play to. Everyone in the park to do well, and I you think, can't get away with having a player mm, out there not really doing any of the yeah, work. And yeah, it's hard not to, getting his hands. It's harder to direct in AFL than what it is in NRL. It's a lot bigger field, and it's all a bit hectic. I think, um, yeah, like Geelong were all over him in the first and second half, and then, um, well, that's not true. Richmond got off to a good start and then um, brought it back in the end, but they just ran away with it. And I think, I think other better team on the day, to be fair. Um, they they held him out and yeah, they played him. So um, that's the only game of AFL I I watched all year. So um, Dusty Martin, this is his. Uh, he scored some outrageous goals. Yeah, and he Gibson. won one uh, best on ground in what was it Richmond's? Is it second or third? Third, I think. Third title yeah, and and this couple is of years, yeah. This is Dusty's, I think, second best on ground. Yeah, nice. Is he and and the talk obviously is whether. Or not, Dusty is the best finals player ever in AFL. Mm. Do you sort of believe that, or do you reckon it's just the just marketing trying to trying well, to hype it up? Well, as I said, I don't really watch too much AFL, so I can't really have too much of an opinion of this. Um, but watching him at grand final, he kicked some outrageous goals, and yep. he, he was a pretty serious player. He looked like the real deal. But as I said, I can't really comment on that too much because I haven't, I don't watch that much AFL. Yeah. Only really the grand finals. Good tats. Yeah. Um, oh, and good then, tats, yeah. yeah. Good tats. Leading yeah. into the grand final, um, obviously the biggest talking points were how it's at the Gabba. First time ever it's, mm. it's been held um, outside of Melbourne um, because, of, because of the coronavirus issues going on in Melbourne at the moment. And then also it was a night game. So it wasn't played in the afternoon and daylight. It was a night game. How did you... What do you think about that? Do you, do you like it or do you reckon they should go back to the old formula? No, nah, I'll take it back to the Gabba during the day, I reckon. But no. So back to... Keep it at the Gabba? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Take it back to the MCG. Yeah, oh, yeah. and during the yeah. day. Yeah, during just the day. keep tradition alive. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Mm. It's just tradition. Makes yeah, us exactly. Feel, makes us feel safe, doesn't it? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on from the AFL yep. Grand Final, the next night was the NRL Grand Final, which was, was between uh, Melbourne Storm and Penrith Panthers. Mm, disappointing, I thought. You reckon? I hate Storm, and I hate Cameron Smith, so yeah. disappointing. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. I look, think, yeah. Do you feel that the team that played best on the day deserved to win it? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Penrith yeah. just weren't up to it that day. Yeah, That's, not. That's fair enough. But I, th- I think it's a real shame that, obviously, this is, this is their second loss all season, and it just yeah. so happened to be... 
the most the important. Final. Yeah, it just so yeah. happened to be the final. Like I feel like Melbourne always grow an extra leg, but yeah, in, um, grand finals. And Craig Bellamy's a serious coach. He's a very good coach. I just hate them all. I hate them all down there. <laughs> Did you well, watch right. it? I did watch it. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts? Um, pretty good game. Um, Penn, yeah, it just it just goes to show that um, Melbourne just, just knew what they were doing. They've been mm. there. They've done that. And um, and just a young Penrith side that come out all guns blazing just sort of found themselves on the back foot and didn't really have an answer because mm. they, they hadn't really been put in that position at any time during the season. Yeah. And um, obviously I think Nathan Cleary is a wonderful player. Serious player. He just didn't. He just sort of, I guess you can say, he had his worst game of the season. I think that's, and, but that's just, yeah, that's just an indicator of how good a season he's had. That's mm. not me saying that he, he that he had a bad game. Yeah. I mean, it was just a quiet game, and he just failed to to find any sort of opportunity because uh, the Melbourne defence was just so strong. Mm. I agree um, with that. Yeah, I think that's a good summary of it. Yeah, mm. but look, at I think the end of the day, um, Melbourne were better. Yeah, it was the two best teams all oh, season. Absolutely, and one's got to win. Yeah, so. Um, I'm not arguing with that at all, but no. not a massive fan of Cameron Smith. No, I hate him. Really? Good player. Good player, player but you yeah. just don't really. Bit no. like Virat. Yeah, 100% like Virat, yeah. Alright, moving on from the, um, mm. from the AFL Grand Final, Bleslow Cup. Yeah. So, um, on, over, the, over last weekend was uh, Game 3, which was held in Australia. The first two games were held in New Zealand, mm. both picked up by, um, by the All Blacks. Should have kept it in New Zealand. I agree. That's, that's actually one thing I agree with. So, there's four games... Um, well, they played over four games. I don't know. Is it every year as well? The Bloody Hill Cup? Not too sure. Yeah. But All Blacks went just stomped over the top of them. Nice. Forty-three to five was the final scoreline. Pumped it. Twenty-eight nil at halftime. Um, but the thing that the, the thing rank. that stood out for me was the um, the crowd. So the first two games were in New Zealand, full crowd. We obviously know that the coronavirus situation in New Zealand is a lot different to what it is in Australia. Mm. Um, so all stadiums in New Zealand can get full capacity, and then it comes to Australia and fifty percent capacity. You can see empty seats. I don't know. Just to me, the sort of spectacle of it all, mm. it just took away. Yeah, you don't like to I'll, see empty seats. Well, it's like a, they're in the NRL grand Yeah, final. exactly right. Don't um, like to see it. It's a bit weird. I just, I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna lose anyway. So, like, they may as well just play. They may as well just play all four games at. In New Zealand yeah. and have full capacity and, and, a, and a pretty good atmosphere. Good like, atmosphere around it. Yeah, yeah you know it. what? The Aussies actually performed better in New Zealand than they did back in Australia. Mm. They were pretty. It was pretty tight in the first yeah. game. Yeah, well, they drew one of the games, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, it was yeah. a tie in the first game, and then yeah. the second game they got beat, but oh. not as convincingly as they did in yeah. game three. Eden Park, but it's a fortress for them. Yeah, I know. Short boundaries. Yeah, very short, straight. Yeah. yeah. What twenty meters, do you reckon? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I could hear six there. That's 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 the best kind of indicator. <laughs> um, um, so yeah. And then after that, um, well, there was Origin obviously last night. Um, yeah. This was recording on Thursday, so yeah. You know, last night, you thought, what what do you think of the game? Do you think um, do you like it being in Adelaide? You know, on a late October, uh, early November. Sorry, after the season's all finished, or would you prefer it sort of in the middle of the season again? Look, I, I re- it's hard to tell after the first game. Mm. I reckon you probably need to see what the series is like as a whole mm. um, before you sort of make a judgment regarding the sort of end of season, week after week, back to back. But leading into the first game, and I'm not too sure whether the sort of presidential hearing, sorry, the presidential candidate made up for it but there wasn't really mm. I didn't feel like there was too much build for it didn't feel no, like it wasn't, hey. didn't feel like Origin no you could almost 
you could almost be found like common that you forget that it was on. Yeah, almost. exactly. Yeah, there and, wasn't much um, hype around. Although, there, I mean, there yeah, was, but there wasn't. There was, yeah. there was, but not as much. Um, yeah. I thought the game was pretty sloppy. It was pretty flat, I thought. Yeah, I thought like, it was, it was flat as well. Flat. Pretty uh-huh. sloppy. Yeah. A few mistakes on both sides. Yeah. New South Wales were just... They just didn't play very well. Average, I yeah. I thought they Se- played... I thought... I know everyone was bagging Cody Walker out, but I thought he had a really good I game. I thought Cody Walker had a good game. Yeah. Um, a lot of the forward... Stuck. I thought the backs let him down. Mm. Exception a few. Tedesco had made plenty of metres. Had a pretty good game. Tupo didn't play very well. He was think. quiet. He was pretty average. Jack Whiten was quiet. Yeah, he got injured, I think. Yeah, but he's yeah. still quiet. And Cleary didn't have much of an impact. No. Um, they shot him down Keary. pretty quick, yeah. Um... What feel about Baxter out of position? Like Gutherson and White are both out of position. So. Gutherson's stats, I think he made about 30 tackles and set up mm. two tries. So his stats, it obviously, okay, yeah. his stats obviously make it look like he had a better game. I thought, mm. other than that, he tried hard and you yeah. can't, I you thought can't floor Cook his effort. Played all right, Damien yeah. Cook had a very good first half. Lots, but of, lots of hard. He put went, a lot of hard into yeah, it. So I, I feel like he went missing in the second half. Mm. Cameron Murray, he's probably one of my favourite players. It was, it was a real shame to see him go down yeah, like that. He's out for the series now. Yeah, he's, he's the best man. He's the hottest man in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. Very good sort. Um, that um, AJ Brimson's out for the rest yeah, of the series. Too, that too. Yeah, that too. But I don't know. It's a, good, it's, a, it's a good lift for Queensland, I guess. But What's your prediction for the next game and also for the series? I reckon New South Wales will still win 2 1. 2 1, right? Even up Suncourt. Have yep. to win at Suncourt. Big call. Um, yeah, you heard look, it first here. <laughs> it is a big call. I, they just have too good a team to play two bad games in a row, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. They've got um, enough talent there. Yeah, Seriously. exactly right. I just... Um, but, look... Yeah. I don't know. It was just a lack... I, I just thought it was a pretty lacklustre origin, yeah. to be honest. I thought so, too. Yeah, um, it was pretty... Just flat. Yeah. But the, apparently the TV ratings didn't really do all that well. No, I heard that. So I, yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it goes back to its usual... Wednesday night in the middle of the season formula. Yeah. Hopefully when, when COVID passes over. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be too far away. Yeah. Next season. So um anyway, moving yeah. on. Um, this is when the uh this is when the work sweeps come into place. Yeah. You, how'd you go on your work not, sweep? Uh mate, actually well it was only me and my boss, so <laughs> we didn't really have much of a sweep. And we'll, we'll, we got home in time to watch it, so it was good, but I didn't really I didn't put a bet on, I should have, but I probably wouldn't have, I would not have picked Twilight Payment to be fair so no. that's probably a good I thing picked, I didn't put a bet on <laughs> I put a bet on Prince of Aaron for obvious reasons yeah oh, which yeah. is what I did last year and it was the same result basically yeah um, it's run a few now hasn't it yeah, well, yeah apparently it's, um, it always gets a place I should just mm. go for a place but it's, you don't get too much money yeah exactly so. the Twilight Payment one um, um, led the whole way yeah last, last horse to do that do that was Might and Power in 1997 so it's it's been a while, and you don't like to see it. You want to see it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You get out. You got off to a good lead, and you just maintained it. That's a long, long way. way to maintain a lead as that well. That's pretty good. Three point two k's. Mm. That's a long way, and he runs but, um, pretty quick. But um, um, and it, the, my yeah, yeah. My uh, my work sweep horse was the one that that broke its leg and got euthanized. Oh, that's, so that's not very good. That's a sort. That's a pretty big hot topic. Is is the mm. whole sort of like um. Cancel the Melbourne Cup and up to the yeah. Cup and horse racing. Like, are you sort of um, steering towards that or? Oh, I don't really have too much of an opinion. I think if they they obviously like they obviously race in a way that's ethical. I mean, like they they I'd like to think they look after the horse, and I'm sure they do. Like, I mean, they wouldn't be racing if they didn't. You know, well, like if there's if there's poor treatment, you'd think 
it's pretty hard to, especially horse racing. It's such a big, big thing and so many eyes on it, and it's hard to sweep that under the rug. Yeah. So I just think I think it's hard, and unfortunately, horses do pass away, and it's happened quite regularly in the Melbourne Cups. Um, but I mean, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't it's hard really to form an opinion. opinion. Yeah. You can sort of see both sides. Yeah, exactly. There's two sides um, of the story and I'm just on the fence, really. But yeah. um, I don't really watch that much horse racing, but a day at the race is always nice, but you can yeah, also sure. understand where you're coming from. With, I need a beer. Oh, mate, it's too much <laughs> but you can also see where you come from in, um, in the aspect of mm. um, animal cruelty. But, I mean, as I said, I don't have too much of an opinion yeah. about you. Um, look, similarly, you, you can sort of see both sides of the argument. Mm. Um but like, sort of, I do work out at Menangle Park, which is uh, which is the trots, mm. which I guess is different. But they still, they still, you, I still get a sort of insight into how the horses are treated outside of actual race day, and they're kept in pretty good care. And they've obviously mm. got trainers and, and and caretakers who are really sort of passionate about about mm. just horses in general, whether it be equestrian or, or horse racing, they get the sort of same sort of treatment. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like you look at Karen McAvoy. Um, has got fined fifty thousand dollars, which is he. Karen McAvoy comes second, and and he's out he's for the next like three 13, months or something. Like thirteen race meets, yeah, and got fined fifty thousand dollars, which will get taken out of his winnings, which were fifty four. So he'll only get to get, and that's because he used the whip too many times. Mm. So obviously they they've brought in these um, stricter rules, stricter rules to mm. to cut down on the sort of, I guess you can say. Oh, in quotes, the, the abuse that mm. the horse receives and um, and to try and maintain a bit more of an ethical way to conduct the sport. But it's just too big an industry and there's just too much money in it to cancel yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, they won't ever cancel it. But apparently um, Twilight Payment ra- raced last year in the Melbourne Cup and came 11th. Yeah, okay. um, and like same same jockey, but um, apparently the owners told the jockey, they were like, oh, you have to race this way. You can't race your own way. And then this year... He raced his own way. They let him race his own way and he won. That's they, a good story. They could have had two Melbourne Cups. I know. Instead of that's a good story. Stupid, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it, it seems like the smartest thing is to just start yeah. start in the lead and just maintain the lead. Just don't let any horse run past you. Yeah, exactly. That's, pretty, that's a pretty smart way of going about <laughs> it. So, seems yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a simple sport, horse <laughs> racing, <laughs> when you really think about it. Just go hard the whole way. Yeah. Can't be that hard, surely. Uh, I was reading... Um, I was just scrolling through Facebook before before today, and there was an NFL quarterback um, plays for Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson spends one point four million dollars a year um, to stay in shape. So he's got um, he's, so he's got a whole performance group, a full time trainer, full time physical of physici- What does that say? Physical therapist. <laughs> Can't read my own writing. Uh, massage therapist, two chefs. Um, and I'm paying thirteen dollars a week for a gym that I don't even go to. So um, he's doing okay. I guess you'd probably have to be in the top form. He's earning one hundred ninety-five million over four years. So it's pretty, pretty good payment. Though. I guess you should probably be staying in shape for that. Mm. But I just thought that was interesting. I 1. actually 4 million is on the on the cheap. topic of NFL. I actually had a conversation with someone last week, not about NFL, but how. The, the stadiums in America, mm. I feel like the NFL provides the most aesthetically pleasing stadiums yeah, to look at. That's true. I feel that. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, anyway, um, as you're saying. Yeah, so we obviously, in our sports chat on the podcast mm. every week, we obviously major in cricket. That's it. Um, so we can't really escape any sort of cricket talk. Over the week, uh, Sheffield Shield yep. has started. 
And um, what are your sort of initial thoughts leading into at the start of the, the, the season? Um, who's, who's sort of stood out for you? And Well, I've sort of got a few names here. So um, I've named a, a, an Australian 11 who I think. And I've also named some backups for people who I think um, would be pretty handy inclusions who have really started the yep. season pretty well. Well, I've named an Australian uh, yeah. who I think will be picked in the first test. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, um, I'll go through mine first. I've got Harris and Warner as openers. I think, I think it's hard to go past Harris after his two hundred. Yep. Um, and I think he, he did all right against India last time. And I think if you give him another go, I think he's fixed up his technique a bit. Um, batting in the Ashes might have helped him, a little bit. And then Warner, obviously, um, just picks himself. Yeah, in Australia, you can't not pick him. Labuschagne and Smith, three and four. Also speak for themselves. Um, Travis Head, I've gone for number five. I think um, hard to not pick him after the start to the Shield season that he's had. He scored a few hundreds and big ones too. Two daddies, um, I reckon. Daddies, two yeah. daddies. Yeah, they are. And uh, not one, I, but two. Two, exactly. <laughs> he's really the only good cricketer in South Australia. So, um, Cameron Green, I've gone for in number six. I think it's hard to go past him too. You know, he's a, he's yep. a bowls. Um, if he if he can get it, yeah, if he can get ten twelve overs out of him, um, and the a couple can... of runs, yeah, exactly, and he, he he's obviously proven himself in flat uh, Australian decks. So I think, yep. hopefully, um, I think yeah, India is probably a good place for place for him to start playing against them. Yep. Um, yeah, I just think I think he he'd be a pretty good inclusion. Um, number six, uh, number seven, I got Payne, and then the bowlers come and start Hazelwood Lyme. Uh, but I've also I also want to point out a few other people who I thought um, might be pretty handy inclusions, might be battlers for the spots. Um, so obviously, uh, opening I think the only other opener that's really stood out for me is Jack Weatherall. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I know he's on um, he's he's taking a break for uh, um, personal issues. So which is sad because he got off to an unreal start. Um, and I don't think I don't think Pekovsky is an opener. I just Obviously, he scored 250 on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sounds a bit stupid coming out and saying yeah. he's not an opener, but I think... He's really making you sort of go, I, think oh, he could, I don't know about it. Yeah, but I just think he could do better in the middle order. I just think he's you just more he can... adept to the middle order, and I just see him as a middle order. I can't... I don't like Pukowski opening. I just don't know. Um, a backup keeper. You guys might find this a bit interesting. Oh, I know who this is going to be, because you've said it for the last Mate, seven I've been years. saying it since... I went to the SCG and I saw him pull Brett Lee for six. And yeah. I was like, God, this guy's going to play for Australia one day. <laughs> and so far he hasn't. But um, Sam Whiteman. I'm a huge fan of Sam Whiteman. I think he's a clean gloveman. Um, I, don't th- I actually don't think he's keeping. He's not. No, I think Inglis is. But I, I, well, I used to rate him as a keeper. And I, used to, I still rate him as bat. I think he's, he's solid. Um, and he's, he's scoring runs at the moment. Mm. But obviously he can't. It's hard. You've got so many other middle-order batsmen. Yep. Um, another bolter that I've um, picked is Daniel Solway. Daniel Solway? I know he hasn't scored that many runs. Like, he's sort of in the middle of the pack, but I think... Just like 50. I like something. him. Yeah, I think he's solid. You know, he scores um, scores handy runs, valuable runs. When your team, when he, New South Wales need him, he, he stands up. Um, and a couple of bowlers that I really want to point out. Mitchell Swepson. Yeah, well, he's got off to a very good start. You know what? I think... Particularly as a spinner. Yeah, and someone was saying, I think it might have been... 
uh, Kerry O'Keefe. He was, was listening to the back page a couple of days Great ago. Great show. Yeah. Oh, that's Great show. show. And he was saying Mitchell Swepson's the most improved, could cricketer. be the most improved cricketer, yeah, yeah. let alone bowler um, over the past three or four years. And I think I think that's true. I think he's, he's he did, bowling. He, every ball... He, I was watching the last day of... Um, I was in Queensland and he looked threatening. Every mm. ball was threatening. And I was like, wow, this is yeah, pretty serious. Uh, and Trent Copeland. Trent just doesn't Copeland. age, does he? You know? yeah. I, I was picking him for... Um, just meds. I was picking him for the Ashes last year. I thought he could have been a bit of a smoky. <sighs> and I think he would have done all right. I think he, I think he would have done well. But um, yeah, he's still, he's uh, just, he just takes wickets for fun. Anyway... You go, mate. All right, I'll so my team, my team's relatively similar. Yeah. So my openers are Warner and Pekoski. Pekoski, yeah. Well, I feel like I had this conversation with Shane, who was on the mm. podcast not too long ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. We feel that the reason that Victoria have decided to open with him is maybe potentially some higher-ups have this sort of idea of they, that's the position they want to try and bring him through. Or they have no openers. Well, Nick Madison, Nick Madison opened the batting yeah, for them true. last year and scored a lot of runs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, maybe they want to try and bring someone in young. Maybe it's Chris Rogers taking over the Victorian role. He sort of has an idea of what, what an opener should look like and what a sort of opening combinations would suit best. Um, but, yeah, like, look, I, I know he's only played one game um, because Victoria started late. But I'd like to sort of see him. It'd be good to see him sort of, um, sort of answer back to the critics and, mm. and and really put his name up there. And and it's good to see him in a obviously a really good mental space mm. because he's he's been sort of struggling with that and he's actually left test squads before because of it. Um, so, but that's obviously a very sort of suspect pick. That's the one I'm going for now. But if he wasn't picked, I'd like to see Usman Kawaja open the batting mm. with David Warner. I feel like. Those two always bat really good together. Um, and I've just always been off the inkling that Usman Khawaj is just too good not to be playing for Australia. Really? Enough. Like, yeah. He averages 40 in Test cricket. Mm. Like, yeah, he had a few bad knocks in England when the ball was swinging and they just sort of dropped him because Marnus had sort of come in and he wasn't opening. I really reckon if you look at Usman Khawaja's stats as an opener in Test cricket, they're obviously a lot better. Mm. So I'd like to see Usman Khawaja open the batting. Um, uh, Marnus and Smith and and Head three, four, and five obviously picked themselves. Uh, Smith and Marnus, just just based on their, their previous seasons, and and Marnus has scored two hundreds already. Yeah. Uh, but Travis Head obviously has scored two hundreds to um two daddies as mm. we as we elaborated on earlier to kickstart the, the Shield season in a team that's sort of relatively weak. Struggling. Yeah. yeah. But he's really stood out, and as captain, he's obviously tried his best. I mean, I know they've drawn games. They haven't quite won games, but he's actually saved his team from losing games mm. and, and salvaging draws when he can, which is really important. Um, and it's batting time and, and batting under pressure, which is sort of what we sort of need in Australia, particularly with the Indians out. Mm. Um, Cameron Green... Is my number six just based on how he's gone over the past um, past few seasons and then kickstart to this season? Um, it'd be really important for him to to obviously see how he's going with his bowling. I think he picked up three or four wickets in the last game, which is pretty good. Mm. Like um, 
Um, but I'd really, it's it's a really positive indicator to see him in the Australian squad for the one days and T20s. I don't I don't think he'll play, but it's good to have him in the squads and in the setup so he knows what goes on, and then pick him for the Test series and really sort of throw him in the deep end and and see how he goes because this is like you got the Indians coming out like who probably mm. if not the first second best Test team in the world like really throw him into the deep end and yeah, see, and how, see he how he goes. And then the rest, Tim Payne, yeah. Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, and, and Nathan Lyon obviously yeah. picked themselves. So um, any sort of smokies, obviously Pekoski and, and Kawaja, different between them. Marcus Harris has gotten off to a really good start, as you said. Um, I know he won't get picked, but in my opinion at the moment, he's the best domestic cricketer in Australia in Sean Marsh. Mm. Um, yeah. But he, he's, just, he's obviously had his moment and... But it's good to see him scoring heaps of runs for Western Australia because I've always liked Sean Marsh. I know he's obviously had his critics in his time, but he's always just someone you could throw in there and get the job done. Yeah. Um, and then bowlers, um, I'd like to see James Pattinson, once he gets back from the IPL, mm. really get thrown into the Victorian team and, and make an impact there. Um, I don't know too much about Jai Richardson, but I'm not sure whether he's still coming back from injury, but I'd like to see yeah. him bowl, bowling pretty soon. Um, that's about it really there's yeah. Sean Abbott's obviously finally yeah. taking wickets and even scoring, scoring runs, runs yeah. uh, Mitchell Swepson as well has taken three fifers already yeah. this season which is pretty impressive yeah um, ten for yeah exactly right one game so very very impressive um, but yeah like obviously, and then you look at um, obviously Cameron Bancroft Sam Whiteman Travis Head scored 100 Scott Boland took six thirty the other day. Mm. I mean, there's, it's probably the. Oh, I understand that they're sort of playing on the same decks and, and flat wickets at the same grounds week after week. But mm. you could almost say that there's a lot of players really sort of putting their hand up. And, yeah, but that's is. that's when you want to see him. So you'd want to see Cameron Bancroft go and score another hundred. You want yeah. to see Marcus Harrison and Will Crossy score another hundred. You want to see Swepson and. And Boland and, and that young quick from Western Australia took five for Lance Morris. Yeah. Go and take more Fifers. Yeah. So it, as long as people are banging down the door, I guess that's when you want to... Good time yeah. to be in I Australian mean, Ma- Matthew Wade scored 80. scored 80 and I think 50 or 60 mm. in his first first class game back. And he's getting talked about. It's, that's not going to cut it. Because yeah. you've got these guys... You've got Travis Head scoring 100. You've got Cameron Green and... And and Will Pekoski scoring hundreds like door. yeah that's mm. the thing and, and we haven't had that in a while no you know it's good. In, a, in a long while so it's good to see good um, time for Australian cricket yeah absolutely speaking of Australian cricket the Big Bash is um well the, the WBBL is going on at the moment yep um and the Big Bash fixtures just came out today so um yeah there's no games in New South Wales or Victoria obviously uh, the rest of the games are elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, other well, states. So. It's all in. Uh, it's all. I've obviously, as I as I mentioned earlier, I'm doing mm. a bit of work with the Sydney Thunder mm. during the during uh, the sort of women's big bash this season, which has been really cool. So um, just a bit of a insight into my time at the Thunder so far. So I've I've been going to a few of the games, and as some of them have been rain affected, um, I was at the game yesterday, and and they're off Sixers and Thunder are off the undefeated starts to the season, mm. which is really good to see. So. The two Sydney teams are going strong, yeah, which is awesome. So I'll just look forward to the next Sydney derby and see which team prevails and and uh, go from there. But yeah. um, who are the obviously watching the the WBBL yeah. as it has been? Who who are some of the players that are sticking out to you at the moment? 
Obviously, at least Perry had a good game. Yep. Um, 54 and 3 for 17 or something, off four overs. Um, she's had a pretty good start. Sammy Joe Johnson from Thunder has done okay. Yep. Uh, I haven't really been kept. There hasn't been that many games played, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's all been, been rained rained out, out, um, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I think. Um, Darcy Brown, Darcy Brown is it? Yeah, she the, pretty quick. the young yeah. girl from Adelaide. Yeah, she'd I been think um, off to a good start. Yeah, she'll be looked after, I'm sure, from a mm. cricket Australia for a few years if she keeps by on that pace. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what about what about yourself, mate? Any, anyone um, that stood out to you? Obviously, Alyssa Healy's gotten off to a good start as per usual. Lise Perry, I was actually at the uh, game watching them warm up yesterday. And Erin Burns actually was getting throwdowns and was smoking them. Really? She hits a, yeah, she hits a hard ball. Oh. She hits a... Because I watched Ash Gardner and she was just sort of just trying to follow through. And then Erin yeah. Burns comes in and they start giving her throwdowns and she's really putting the bat like, through it and like, yeah, like going aerial. Not even trying to hit it against the ground, like going aerial. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, practice. Yeah. So she hits a hard ball. She got a gold duck that day as well. So oh, this was a bit... That's a suspect. Old if you hit them too well. Yeah. yeah. You get all your good shots out of yeah. there. Um... <laughs> But mate, what are um, what are some of your favourite BBL and WBBL moments? Well, we've had we're heading into the tenth season yeah. of the, of BBL. Yeah. This is the fifth season of WBBL, so we obviously have a uh, have a lot to talk about. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll rattle through my top yeah, five. Yeah, go through some, please. Uh, five is uh, is Chris Lynn sending Sean Tate into orbit at the Gabba. That was disgusting. With a large. pretty uh, pretty bonkers six. Mm. Uh, my four is uh, it's it's not really a iconic moment that sticks out but it's one that's I feel like is relevant now over the last week and I found it really funny was when Warney abused Marlon Samuels <laughs> with me actually <laughs> fuck you Marlon I thought that was really funny and then obviously Marlon's trying to make himself a big deal sextillion seventh yeah. hour yeah, yeah. On, on social media with Ben Stokes yeah. I love Warney's tweet yeah it's because like, you're an average cricketer doesn't mean you're an average <laughs> person that's alpha yeah um yeah. Number three is actually mm. something that's quite close to me and you because we were there. Yeah. Is when Greg Davison scratched his nose. Oh. And everyone thought he gave a wicket. <laughs> we were actually at that game. Um, we were, yeah. It was actually. Down in Melbourne. It was a really average game. It was so shit. Yeah, nothing the, happened. The outfield was. It was the like. The outfield playing, kept holding funny. up. Yeah. So nothing. There was no. Unless you hit it over the rope, there was no boundaries. No. You could smoke it and it wouldn't go from yeah. there. Yeah. And then Greg Davison scratched his nose. Hilarious. And everyone thought he, he gave, yeah. I think it was Bo Webster out. Yeah. Rashid and we Khan. just sat there confused about five drinks deep. So <laughs> that was pretty, I was pretty, um, that hurt the brain a little bit. Uh, my number two moment is uh, is when Jordan Silk hit 26 off the last over to win the Sydney Derby. Well, that game too. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's another one that sticks out most Josh for me. Josh Layla, God. Josh Layla, yeah, it was the bowler and... Uh, just decided to keep bowling in his... I think I was in tears at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. 26 off the last over, hit two sixes and two fours. Okay. And then a few few nifty singles and, and doubles, I think. I don't know. I don't know how my maths is there. Don't but anyway. care, I want to forget it. Yeah. And then, obviously, my number one is uh, is actually the WBBL. Um, I think it was, either, it was either last season or two seasons ago, the double-header semi-final at Dremoyne Oval. That was fat. Where yeah. I think... There was the catch taken on the boundary between the head and the yeah. thunder. That should have gone for six and won the thunder yeah. of the game, but she plucked it out of the air. No, it wasn't thunder. It, it was definitely the thunder because yeah, the next Nicola Carey. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because the next game was the renegades and the sixes that went to the super yeah. over. Because oh. yeah, it was just one of the best days of cricket. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's definitely something that stood out for me because yeah. I actually so I was playing that day out at Auburn, and I come during our um 
during our, I think it was the lunch break, the first lunch break, we come inside and that's when the sort of catch was taken. Everyone's, mm. everyone's sitting around the TV going, oh, wow, like how good was that? And then it. we go back out and mm. then for the tea break, we come in and that's when the super over and that's when the events mm. that led to the super over. So we saw all the important things at once and we just go, how good a day of cricket is this? And it's really yeah. good to see the WBBL. Good luck that. Yeah. Because... Um, Coming a long way. Especially like I sort of... I guess you can say I've sort of grown a... a um, deeper sort of appreciation for it knowing yeah. how the Aussies went in the T20 World Cup yeah it was hosted in how Australia they're now. how they're doing now 21 I think international wins in a row which is wins, pretty yeah. pretty crazy and um and then sort of being associated and seeing like how it means to a lot of these girls and yeah. and the people all the administrative sorry all the administrative people who are associated outside of the field yeah and how much work they put into it so it's Big really deal. good so it's definitely uh it's definitely been a massive success. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, I've got uh, five moments as well. Um, number five was uh, Fuck You Marlon by Shane Warne. <laughs> <laughs> number four was Travis Head's uh, New Year's Eve century against the Sixers. Yeah, um, they needed okay. like 60 off 20 and just yeah, whacked them. That was pretty... Uh, that was disgusting. He did whack him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean Abbott fell well. Yeah, yeah um, I'm sure he did. Good to, see, <laughs> good to see he's gotten better since yeah. then. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, number three is um, there was a game at Optus Stadium, one of the first games, and you remember Usman Kadidi, the, <laughs> the little leggy used to play for um, for Perth, and uh, someone held up a sign and it said, "Whisper in my ear." It was. <laughs> <laughs> it just stood out for you. I just thought that's hilarious. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can get a photo. I can put it up tomorrow when we, when we post it. Um, number two. Not many people will remember this, but Dan Christian was bowling to Brendan McCallum one game and he played this ridiculous ramp shot, Brendan McCallum, and I went to six. And um, they were sort of looking down at each other's, sort of staring at each other. And they were both walking towards each other and then Brendan McCallum just fist pumped Dan Christian after the ramp for six. And I was That's like, that ultimate. is so alpha. That's How good the good do you have to be do that? He was a gun, Brendan McCallum. Oh, serious player. Hit the ball. Anyway. And then number one uh, was... When Sydney Thunder won the double a couple of years ago. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, first season of WBL. WBL. Yeah, and Thunder just mm. obviously and smashed then they them won too good. Yeah. The men's. Yeah, they well. won the men's. And that's obviously very exciting. That was a great day for me. <laughs> yeah, personally. I was also in tears that day. Probably, so. <laughs> Happy tears. But yeah, that's, that's my top five, mate. Um, so in other words, the BBL has been a success over the last 10 absolutely. years as well as the WBBL. Absolutely. I think it has, yeah. yeah. I think um, there's been plenty of good stuff that's gone on, and yeah, cricket's good. Cricket is good. Mm. But um, I think that's about it, mate. Yeah, Have I you think, got anything think, else to no, chat about? I think we've covered just about everything. Yeah. So it's been a good chat. I'm, I'm happy. I'm I'm content yeah. with the conversation. If you guys have any opinions or anything um, regarding what we've spoken about, let us know. And we yep. can, we'll bring it up in the podcast next time. And, um, yeah, obviously, we, can, we can have a discussion absolutely we've obviously got some pretty I know it's been a pretty lean last few yeah. months just with uh, just with everything that's been happening but yeah. we've got some pretty exciting things lined up yeah absolutely some pretty exciting guests that, that we want to try and get on and yeah. we want to try and implement a sort of a, a sort of theme over the next few months that uh, yeah. will be confirmed in pretty soon we'd like yeah. to think yeah and um, mm. hope you enjoyed me and Braden just trying to just pretend like Trying yeah. to pretend like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll see yeah. you next week. Yep. Have a good one, girls. See you later.